0: Hey, listeners, Kelly Givens here. If you've been listening to Crosswalk the Devotional this week, you'll know we've been talking about our latest podcast, How to Study the Bible, and we are dropping the first episode into your feed today. The show is hosted by the incredibly talented and very smart Nicole Eunice, whose passion is helping Christians make sense of the Bible so that we can personally encounter God through His Word. If you have ever felt like the Bible is confusing, or you listen to your favorite pastor or Bible teacher and think, how did they know that's what the passage meant? Then this podcast is for you. So go ahead and take a listen. And if you like it, we have a link in the show notes so that you can get the rest of the episodes straight to your phone. Okay, here it is. The How to Study the Bible podcast is brought to you by BibleStudyTools.com and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com.
1: Do you believe that God is calling you as his servant and as his servant, he actually has a purpose for your life, that he has given you work to do, it's good work to do, and that actually you're not going to be able to be equipped for what he's calling you to do if you are not in scripture experiencing this God-breathed thing that trains us and teaches us and corrects us and challenges us and all of these things to equip us in righteousness, because that's what the Bible says about itself. Welcome to How to Study the Bible. My name is Nicole Eunice, and I'm thrilled to be your host, your coach, your counselor, a little bit of that kick that you might need to get into God's Word for yourself. We are going to be spending the next few sessions together talking about how we can develop a framework where we actually experience God for ourselves, not through a devotion, not even through this podcast, but because you're opening your own Bible and having your own experience with a personal God who wants to speak directly to you. Many of us have had, let's say, an emotional experience where we heard a really uplifting worship song, or we went to a retreat or a camp, or we, we heard a speaker that really felt like it spoke directly to our heart, and we, we get really fired up, and we're like, this is it. This is when I become a serious Christian who actually reads my Bible and enters into this like new spiritual realm, whatever we imagine in our mind that's going to look like. But then we go to God's Word, and maybe we, we don't know where to start, or We're not sure what we're reading. We don't know how to apply it to our lives. And so, once again, we close that Bible. We turn back to maybe a devotion or a podcast, which are all good things, but we're missing out on the actual source, the place where we can have our own experience, our own encounter with our loving God who wants to provide us direction for our life, who wants to provide us comfort, encouragement, challenge, and really at the end of the day, relationship. So, if we don't know how to do that, or we have haven't had a good experience in the past, we can feel like we must be missing something. So before we even get into a framework that I really believe can work for all of us, no matter what your experiences have been in the past, before we do that, today we're going to talk about some of those obstacles that you've experienced, perhaps your friends or family members have experienced, that have kept us from spending time in the Bible, and how can we actually get past those so that when we're working through this framework, work, we are willing to stick with it. We believe that it's going to work, because I really believe that it does work, and I've seen it work time after time in people of all ages, all stages, all backgrounds, no matter what denomination you've come from, no matter where you began your faith, really having the how, how do I do this, makes all the difference when you're actually opening the Bible for yourself. let's talk about why it even matters. Why is it not enough to go to church on a Sunday or listen to some worship songs? Why is that not enough? Well, one of the reasons that we believe that's not what it's all about is because of what the Bible actually says about itself. If we're going to start with the source, let's go to the source and let's see what it says. So there's a verse in the letter, 2 Timothy, it's in chapter 3. And in verses 16 and 17, it says this, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if we're just going to go on face value, if we're just going to say, if the Bible is true, what does the Bible say about itself? This is quite a bold claim. The Bible is saying about itself that all of it is alive. It's actually breathed by God. And that it's all useful. And then we get this list of things that it's useful for. It's useful for teaching us. It's useful for rebuking us. It's useful for correcting us. It's useful for training us. And it all has a purpose. It's not just useful in its own right, but it's all related to something that we've all been given, this purpose that we have in life. And that's what verse 17 says. It says, so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there's a ton of assumptions in this verse. I mean, this verse these verses are telling us that every single one of us has good work to do. It's telling us that every single one of us in order to do that good work is going to need help. And it's saying that in order to get that help, we're going to find it in God's word. So that is a bunch of bold claims, and it doesn't say we're going to be like kind of equipped or sort of equipped or maybe equipped if you're a good person. It says you're going to be thoroughly equipped by what God's Word has to say. Now, whether or not you believe that, and I encourage you to think about it, it's just you and me, no one else is listening, so ask yourself really honestly, no matter where you stand in your faith, if you've been in church for three months or 30 years, do you really believe that? Do you believe that God is calling you as his servant, and as his servant, he actually has a purpose for your life, that he has given you work to do, it's good work to do, and that actually you're not going to be able to be equipped for what he's calling you to do if you are not in Scripture, experiencing this God-breathed thing that trains us and teaches us and corrects us and challenges us and all of these things to equip us in righteousness, because that's what the Bible says about itself. So if you ask yourself, do you believe that? I think we're all growing in belief. We're all somewhere along the belief spectrum. I don't know that I've ever met someone who's 100% in belief. We're all growing in that grace and knowledge, but if that sounds good to you— if you would like to have a life like that, then keep listening because that's what we're here to talk about. But in order to do that, we've got to get over some of these obstacles. So let's talk about three obstacles just in the next few minutes that you may have experienced and maybe some ways to see it differently. So the first one is this. This is one I hear all the time in my life in ministry. I've been in ministry for about 25 years and all kinds of people from middle school students all the way through um, the whole spectrum of adulthood. I've heard people say it just feels irrelevant. I don't know how to make scripture matter for my circumstances, my challenges, the questions that I have. When I read it, it feels dull. It doesn't feel like it connects. And I get that. I understand that. The reality is the Bible is a historical work that was made and created in a certain place and time, and it was made and written for that audience at that time. But at the same time, it's also made and written for us in this time, but we have some work to do to make that translation from what it meant in that day to what it means for us today, and that can really be a big obstacle for people. But here's what the Bible says about itself, Hebrews 4.12. It says, "'For the Word of God,' meaning Scripture, "'the Word of God is alive and active.'" Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So what we have here is another promise that even when something seems irrelevant, what the Bible is actually doing, what God's Word can do in its breathed realness and its life-giving realness is that what it was, this historical work, which was written in a time and place, also is alive in this time and place, is also active in this time and place. And as we spend time in God's Word, it's doing this work, it's this sharp work where it can go deep inside of us all the way down into the essence of who we are, sort of the essentials of who we are, into what we really believe about people and about ourselves and what we really believe about God and this world and what we believe about life and death and life after death. All of those things, those foundational matters, which believe it or not, actually do determine how you live your life and how you spend your days. You may think that you just have a problem with patience here in the here and now when in reality there's something deep in you. There's belief systems in there. There's a character shaping that's going on and what scripture says is that it starts there, that God's word does a deep work in our hearts and over time as we spend time with God through his word it begins to judge our thoughts and attitudes in our heart, that it penetrates deeply into those foundational matters and that God can change really what is our spiritual DNA deep inside. And when that spiritual DNA changes, our thoughts begin to change, our feelings begin to change, and then our actions also follow. So it may feel irrelevant to you in your circumstance today, but what God is promising is that his scripture can do a deep work. And when we do that deep work and we begin to understand how to do that deep work, we begin to be different. So hang in there and and keep listening, and we'll get through how we we Get through that part where it feels irrelevant. Okay, so the second thing um, that you may experience is this feeling like mm, the Bible's really just for experts, it's not really for like common people. Yeah, I mean, my pastor might understand what it means, or you know, a seminarian or someone who's had advanced education, the smart people are the ones who are going to interpret it for me, but really. And truly, God's Word is entirely personal, and God's Word works in personal ways. Now, believe me, obviously, it's my my job to teach the Bible, so I believe in teachers, and I believe in pastors and preachers and those who are called to advanced education who help us understand the Bible better. But if you're living with the fundamental belief that you cannot understand the Bible for yourself, you are missing out on the richness and the goodness of what God has promised us. Truly, if you are literate, if you can read or if you can listen, if you can read or listen, God's Word has power in your life. It's because that's what the Bible tells us. There's something so beautiful about the Bible, the fact that you can be an inch deep into it and it can impact your life. You can hear the words, the Lord is my shepherd. You could reflect on that idea and it can impact your life. Or you can go really deeply into the beautiful complexity of the way that. That many of the stories of Scripture have been woven together. You can get into the the depth of the complexity of what we're learning about this beautiful and majestic God that we serve, and it's ne- you'll never you'll never get to the end of those depths. So yes, experts can help us, but no, that doesn't mean that you can't understand the Bible for yourself. If you read Psalm one nineteen, it's this beautiful long poem about what God's word means in our lives, and it talks in a such a personal way about how God instructs us all through the day and the night and how we bring glory to Him because we love His word. So He's calling us to be people who understand the Bible. We'll never fully understand. It's an adventure that we're on. Um, we're never going to master it, but we can be involved in it. And I would never want someone that is listening to this to think it's not for me. That really is um, not true. And I think that that's a way that the enemy keeps us from getting closer to God is this belief system like, I can't really understand it. If you can't understand scripture, it's not because something is wrong with you. It's just a matter of learning a new framework for how to do it. I I truly believe that. I would love for you to stick with us and experience how that can be true for you. Okay, finally, one more for today. This one, whoo, is a doozy. This one takes a while. Third obstacle that can keep us from opening our scripture for ourselves is just a fundamental belief that God's too hard to figure out. We just have this feeling inside like if I get into it, I'm going to have too many questions and it's actually going to shake my faith. I'm more comfortable with what I already know than than being uncomfortable with what I don't know. I don't know what to do with some of the things that I know about the Bible so I'd rather keep my Bible closed and not have to deal with it. But the reality is that God is speaking and he does speak. And there are ways to address those places where we think, oh, but God seems so vengeful in the Old Testament. I don't know how to uh, reconcile that with the New Testament. And what about places that feel like they contradict? It's okay to have questions. If there's anything that I've learned in my years as a Bible teacher, it's that as adults, we don't like to have questions. We don't like to be people who don't know. And one of the things that we have got to get over if we're really going to move forward in experiencing God through his word is we have to be comfortable with questions because we're dealing with a God whose ways are higher than our ways, whose, whose thoughts are not our thoughts. It is above you, like it is, but God invites us in and he says very clearly that he does speak through his word and he wants to speak to you. So he is not too hard to figure out. Not only that, but God makes it clear that he speaks in a variety of ways. It says in scripture, Hebrews 1.12, that he does speak, that God speaks through creation. God speaks through the kind of stories that he tells in scripture, the parables that Jesus shares. God speaks through Jesus. God speaks through his spirit. He's still speaking to us. And so even if it feels like God's too hard to figure out, which in some ways is actually true, God is too hard to figure out. You're never going to figure God out part of that is a belief system underneath it that as adults, we have to master everything that we're learning. You will never master God's word, but you will be changed by it. You can experience the mystery of it. You can have wonder with it, and you will have revelation over time, progressively over time. And that is a beautiful thing. But we must start with the uncomfortable reality that what we need to be is curious, what we need to be is learners. We have to be people who have questions that we might not get answered in just 15 minutes, but the work is always worth it. Thanks
0: for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of LifeAudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and our executive producer Stephen McGarvey and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at NicoleEunis.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that, plus a link to Nicole's site, in today's show notes.